0: You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. We talk moto events from around the world. All the injuries, all the training ins and outs, the bikes, parts and gear inspections, The results, we interview your favourite riders, it's the Always Moto Podcast. We occasionally have some coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If you don't like it, or you don't agree with us, turn it off, right now. I'd like to
1: remind you that he is not a doctor.
0: That's right Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist and this is episode 66 of the always moto podcast i'm your host david hogan we'll be joined later in the show by the always moto contractor ben grinley and as always paycheck hasn't arrived yet for poor ben grinley the always moto contractor this is the always moto podcast we are in the depths of the clinic and we are throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick as always on the show we'll be going through all things moto particularly the injuries in our sport because hashtag injuries are a part of moto this week's show, we'll be talking all things super motocross from High Point and a little bit of the upcoming round that's not this week, but next weekend at Redbud, And yes, I will be there. We are heading to Red Bud. So stick around and make sure you're following us on the social channels to stay up to date with whatever it is we do end up doing at Redbud. It'll be an awesome experience. Bringing us the show today, we've got a new sponsor on board. We're going to plug him like no other. He's one from my very own field of experience it's Comp Edge Performance. Are you looking to take your performance to the next level? That answer should be a yes. Competitive Edge Performance is, to, is the go-to provider of strength and conditioning programs, sports nutrition, and on-bike coaching schools for athletes of all levels. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro, they've got you covered. Offering in-person sessions and top-notch online programs accessible anywhere, anytime through their awesome training app right at your fingertips. Competitive Edge Performance believes everyone deserves access to the best training and performance methods so you can ride faster and safer and feel damn good doing it. With over 10 years experience in the industry, in motocross racing, their coaches know what it takes to succeed. If you're ready to ride like never before, join Competitive Edge Performance today and tap into their personalized coaching and proven strategies you can get 50% off your first month on their training app using the code CompEdgeCoach, all in capitals. That's C-O-M-P-E-D-G-E C-O-A-C-H. Check them out, guys and girls. They will help you get your butt into training into training gear and make it all uh, you know make the writing easier. It's a perfect way of getting these things done with all these apps and stuff nowadays. basically you can do this anywhere, anytime. So it's an awesome program there with CompEdge. So check it out. All right, also bringing you the show, as always, is Slamboard Guy. Don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place. And Slamboard Guy offer off 10% discount for all Always Moto podcast listeners. So if you want to get those squats on point in the gym, improve your standing technique on the bike and get stronger legs, this simple piece of equipment is for you. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout to save. Endurance recovery boots. Do you notice the pattern here with all the sponsors? They're all to do with your performance. Endurance recovery boots. If you want to maximize your training, you need to be recovered before each and every session. These re- recovery boots can help you be your best for your next effort. Use the code alwaysMoto in lowercase at checkout to save with endurance recovery boots. And finally, tech one six seven three D printing. Do you need something cool for your bike? Maybe just a funnel that fits straight into the oil filler cap and means no mess then check out these products. They are for you and use the a special, a special code that you only hear on the Always Moto podcast. It's AlwaysMoto in lowercase at checkout and that will help you save as well. Don't forget, direct support of the show. We have our t-shirts available. They are $25 plus postage and handling. Send an email to info at alwaysmoto.com to get your merch for the Always Moto show. The payments are via PayPal. Speaking of PayPal, you can send us a donation via the links in our social accounts to our Always Moto PayPal account and help keep the lights on here at AlwaysMoto. We really, really appreciate it. To find all of our supporters, follow the links in the show notes in, or in our bio on social media pages and head straight over to them. All right, enough intro talk. Let's jump into this show. I'm Brighton Carroll, riding for Team TCD, and you're listening to the Always
1: Moto podcast.
0: All right, let's get into the show. It's going to be a quick show this week because we're going to do. We're going to record twice tonight, mate. Uh, contractors on the line. Benny, how are we doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good, Dave. It's uh, yeah, big night ahead.
0: Yeah, we, we've got a special show coming. We won't tease too much, but this is our regular show that we would normally do. It's just going to be a bit of a short show because. Uh, It's an off week this weekend, there's no race in the AMA this week and the next one that will be coming up I'll actually be at so I'm just uh, packing up everything to make sure that I can get to to the airport in time later uh, early next week. Um, So yeah, short show tonight Benny.
1: Yeah, that's all right. this one will be short but um, yeah, our special edition might be a little bit longer.
0: Yes it will be. Now let's talk uh, High Point, it was an interesting race, bit of mud in the morning side of things and it sort of changed the track a little bit into the afternoon and then i think that's what led to this justin cooper crash that happened in in qualifying in in that morning he had a bit of a had a bit of a big off that we'll talk about a little bit more in terms of the injury side of things in the emergency department later on but do we think that this crash was a little bit of a pressure induced to try and you know get over the top of uh, hunter lawrence
1: here yeah, I'm not sure, but it was um it was nasty. I know that much. And uh like you'll get into it later on. But yeah, he's got a nice red mark down in the front of him and um yeah, I think he's just trying uh yeah, trying to you know, get equal with Hunter. But like we said last week, I'm not so sure that uh program of having an off uh supercross season with a few random ones in there has uh and hasn't played out well for him.
0: No, it's well we talked about, it, didn't we? And and sort of said we'd we'll wait and see if it sort of starts kicking in. Well, it's kicked out. If anything, um, this one might see him out. The the team uh, update after the race sort of said that he'd be back for Redbud, but I'm not going to really hold my breath on that one. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But but yeah, I just feel that crash. You know, in the mud, he was pushing pretty hard around that corner, and you could see both wheels sort of drifting there as he as he led to that first off ramp up uh, ramp. And just a, a shit basically. Um, after that, it just was not a pretty crash.
1: No, and there wasn't, you know, there was, it wasn't just him. There was a few others that had some uh, sketchy moments in that uh, section as well. I think uh, RJ Hampshire had two, and he, I, yeah, I don't know how he saved his, but yeah, I think just that section was really, um, yeah, really tricky.
0: Yeah, there's something about that corner and, and that layout with the whoops around the corner there, but also the way that the, the ground is sort of cut into the edge of the, the – like the track cuts into the ground there and there's that square edge as they go up to it, and obviously the mud makes it slippery. So they're all using that, that edge to try and hold them in, but then I, that you could see them they're getting a bit of a kick back the other direction as they were taking off that first one going down the hill, and that's where RJ Hampshire was getting loose. Um, but, yeah, Justin Cooper obviously got the worst worst end of all of them. But you think he was one of the first ones that had to happen there. You think the others might have had a bit of a, bit of a uh, change of idea of how to approach it after that, but they all seem to still have – they weren't coming down that hill straight, let's put it that way.
1: No, that's right, and the worst thing for Cooper was, you know, that was before he even got to race. So, mm. um, you know, he may have – I'd, you know he would have chose a different line after that I would say if he got to race but yeah I think he was um, too beat up so uh, yeah the rest of them should have looked at that and gone hey let's you know try and work something else out but um, yeah I guess in race mode they just choosing lines on the you know as they get there and um, I suppose that's what they knew so they just kept going with it
0: yeah definitely now on Justin Cooper he missed obviously both motos so he scored zero points um hunter i think after he gets docked seven points ends up at about 39 38 points whatever it is there um do we think that's justin cooper's title chances gone at this stage i kind of lean that way at this point especially if he obviously if he misses another round yes that's a definite but just with this one crash i'm kind of leaning that it's already over What, what do you think bernie
1: uh, yeah, I think you're on the right track. I mean, he's only going to come back and probably try twice as hard, if anything, um, which could lead to, you know, more mistakes. But, uh, I guess as we saw with Tomac in the Supercross season, anything can happen and, you know, you've just got to be there to, you know, got to be there to win it. So yeah, who knows? But yeah, I think, uh, I think you're on the right track.
0: Yeah, I I I did too. Now on that with the hunter and that red cross penalty, did you see the footage that they they found during the week that showed around social media of that red flag incident? Did you what did you think of it? It it's sort of pretty obvious that there was a red 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 cross flag there.
1: Yeah, it's um it's obvious for us, but I mean it's hard to say when you know, you're in that moment, you probably got a little bit of tunnel vision, you're you know that track it was just disgusting, <laughs> um, and just trying to keep balance and whatever else. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, I can't say I've been in that position, but um, to us, it's obvious. To the rider, I mean, it should be obvious, but, you know, you just – you don't know where their focus is or what they're looking at.
0: Yeah, on a track that's that muddy, it makes it a bit hard. You're not looking as far up as you probably were on a dry track, but – there is also still the sense that you are seeing those odd things on the edges of the track. So Hunter obviously wasn't impressed with it. Uh, you know, you don't see the whole lead up to that, where he was on the track in terms of the position that he was coming from and to, but yeah, it, I always find it funny. They always want to whinge about that, that red cross flag and how it's implemented and stuff. It's there for a safety reason. Then everyone wants to come up with better ideas on how to do it. But in the end, there's a flag out here, yeah, wheels on the ground. So, yeah, he's, he's got penalised. Luck, it wasn't that, it's not that big of a drama, seven points, especially considering how far he is already out in the series. But I'm sure he would love those seven points back to his name. But they're gone for now. Now, uh, an extension of such for Caden Braswell, it's come out in the Gas Gas press release this week that... He's got an extension. His his fill-in ride was meant to only be four rounds, but with the situation with Moseman and Brown currently injured on that team, Caden Braswell gets to stay with Troy Lee Designs. Gas Gas for a few more rounds. He's going to go through to at least round eight at this stage.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's good. Um, And for fantasy purposes, I know he's done well because he's got me plenty of points, um, which is nice for me. Uh, But, yeah, no, he's been doing really well. Um, He you know supercross wasn't uh his strongest point i think that you know but he he did get in some races but yeah the the results he's been getting in um the outdoors is really good and you know the other two moseman and brown can't stay on a bike and not get injured so um yeah why not extend it and um, have someone out there riding a bike
0: all right and jet lawrence as well um Bit of a different week for him, weekend for him, uh, this one at High Point. He still won. He didn't lead every lap for a change, uh, but he did have a little bit of a challenge. But even with Kickstart Kenny out there, he seemed to just, I don't know what it is, mate, but I feel like he's just got speed in reserve. It's like he's just sitting there with it back here, and if he needs it, he's got ample amounts of it to pull out of the back pocket and throw out at everybody.
1: Yeah, it's just ridiculous, and um, we're going to have to hit up Clinton Fowler to see uh, how many uh, front visors we're up to between the two uh, Lawrence brothers, but, uh, yeah, you know, he had <clears throat> had that crash in the first moto and, you know, just got straight back up, calmed down, and, you know, just caught up to Kenny and passed him like he, you know, like nothing, and then, um, yeah, the same in second moto, just... It's just all just sitting there for if he needs it. And I think even catching up to Kenny and passing Kenny still wasn't showing, you know, a full potential. It just looked, you know, calm, calculated, and, yeah, it just goes one-one again. It's ridiculous.
0: I think I just figured out something I need to ask the, uh, the HRC guys or even like Johnny O'Mara, his trainer, when I see him at Redbud if I can get access to him. I think I need to know what jet's heart rate is like throughout a moto because I reckon it would be pretty damn low he's so just calm and collected I don't think he I don't think his heart rate is going to be maxing out at all.
1: What do you think his heart rate was before that race <laughs> knowing that you know it's how muddy it was Kenny was there you know a few different factors this week compared to the last few. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to know what it was before. Well, that too, but the I, race. I
0: reckon it doesn't even phase him, man. I reckon he's just like, he's as chill as. You see him sitting there on the on the gate, Is nothing much is really phasing that guy. I don't know what it is about his personality. He's just, just really chill.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think we're only going to continue to see that. And uh, I think it's the same as Hunter, really, though. They both just seem to be able to calm down, control the race from where they're at. And, you know, Hunter's been having to come up through uh, the class in the first motos, but the second motos when he gets out front, um, you know, it's just like jet all over again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, we've mentioned that Kickstart Kenny was out there. He had to uh, kickstart that bike in that first moto and it sort of ruined his probably a 2-2 day. He still managed to get second overall, but he, he just dropped back into the series and proved that he can definitely ride outdoors.
1: Yeah, he can. Uh, Yeah, that kickstart, you know, he he waved it around on the podium when he won and it, um, you know, came back to bite him, I guess, in a way, Uh, on that hill trying to start the bike. But, um, you know, you're in a hurry, you're in a panic. There's so many things going on. um, And, you know, it looked like he couldn't get neutral because he couldn't really move the bike back and forth, so that didn't help. Um, but yeah, he had the speed, which really surprised me in a way. It's sort of a, you know, if he does well, it won't surprise me. If he does rubbish, it won't surprise me. But, um, yeah, I didn't think he'd be, you know, getting second overall and probably leading laps.
0: No, he, like, I thought he would leave it a lap. I reckon that was the one thing that he was going to break from Jet because he is such a good starter. He is, you know, just automatic out of the out of the hole. He goes and he, he just sprints speed. He's he's good for that for opening few laps. So I thought that was going to be the case. But the funny part that for me that's happened since the race, because one, when he crashed, I was there, you know, I was I was pointing out to um the partner who was watching it with me. I was saying to her that, you know, that's gonna get Suzuki fired up. That's gonna get them with an E start. And then we see the press release, I think even t- it was just today, Suzuki comes out Twenty twenty four model, no e start.
1: Yeah, I don't, um, I don't understand that at all, um, especially with the, the big noise that's surrounded that this year. Um, but hey, what do you do?
0: <laughs> well, does that like I think you know? There's been talk about across some of the different media outlets. There's been talk for Hep shopping around for a different manufacturer to see if they can, you know, be switching brands here. I wonder if that just does it for them. You know, like, there's no effort from Suzuki to improve their motorcycle yet again. And despite what just happened on that weekend, I know they've already got the plans for the models in place, but they, surely, surely they can do something here. Or is it something that then HEP then actually makes an aftermarket version to put onto a bike for him? Like, you know, yes, there's weight in all that, but do they go to that extreme and, you know, do something like that or do they just go, nah, screw it, you know, we got an offer from, you know, Kawasaki, Gas, Gas, whoever, we're taking it because of that one aspect of the bike. I I don't know, I just, I wonder if that's the tipping point, do you know what I mean?
1: Well, you'd think after Suzuki pulled out of MotoGP, to put all their money into the American side of it, um, being you know motocross, supercross, you'd think you would hear requests from the teams and talk, you know, whatnot. So you think that they would listen, but yeah, I'm not sure where Suzuki is at with thinking that it's not a good idea to put it put it on the bike. But yeah, I think you might be right. You know, they might be like, well, that's come out today. We saw what happened on the weekend. Let's uh, let's go somewhere else and um, you know with a bike that's getting updated and you know try and make it life a bit easier. Mm,
0: it seems like a logical thing, but we'll have to wait and see what they decide in the end. They still might have a have Suzuki as the best offer that they can get and who knows? we'll have to watch this space and see what happens later in the year. All right, um, we are gonna just Oh, you got more on Kenny, have you mate?
1: Yeah, so I just shot myself in the foot uh, because I just realised when we get to fantasy that I just said that I didn't expect him to lead laps. I expected him to lead the first lap, which is why he got me fifteen. He got me fifteen points for the FFL. So just so people listening loss. go, yeah, just so people go, hey, well, he said he's not going to lead any laps. Well, I, yeah, the first lap, yes, but that was it. I- just to give me those points so yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah well nice saved yep yeah, all right well let's let's speaking of fantasy let's drop into the fantasy talk we as always we play pulp mx fantasy we've got the always moto fantasy league that you can be a part of here uh, and join in the uh, shenanigans that goes on and don't forget as part of that league we have our um instagram fantasy league group chat that you can also be a part of you just have to send us a dm uh, either to myself at always.moto or Benny at Grino, uh, G-R-I-N-O-2-2, and we can get you into that into that group chat if you want to be a part of it. Now, the only way you can play fantasy is if you email fantasy at alwaysmoto.com to be a part of our league, and that gets you the password, and, and that gets you eligible for the prizes as well. Now, Benny, uh, after my shocker the week before, I think I've had an okay round but I haven't really made too much ground on you. I'm still a fair way back. I'm 67th in the league. I'm on 1,509 points, but I'm trailing you. You're on, you're on 52nd in the league on 1,653 points. So you're doing all right at the moment, mate.
1: Yeah, my, my week uh, wasn't ideal, and you did get the win over me this week. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's a lot more up and down than what Supercross is, I think, in a way um because we know every race who will be in and so we try and you know go for those big numbers um whereas you know you sort of don't risk as much in supercross but yeah when you see those juicy numbers up there and you go for them and they backfire oh that's when um yeah that's when you don't go so well so yeah you got the win and um caught up a little bit but yeah there's still a still a good size gap
0: yeah, there is, and I'm going to have to work my way back into this one, but uh, hopefully we can at least get the week-to-weeks going all right. Now, how did we go in terms of your – so you just mentioned first the first lap leaders. Who did you pick for those? You mentioned Kenny for one. Did you take a 250
1: guy? I picked Deegan. Um, I, don't he's, that, I don't think that went yeah. well, did it? No, it didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, He's been doing really well with his starts um, lately. But, of course, when I choose him, uh, he didn't. Uh, but it was between him and Hunter, so Hunter wouldn't have got me any points either because Shimoda fell over in front of him in that first moto. Mm. Um, oh, he would have got it in the second one, but, yeah, not. Uh, yeah, I didn't get any for the 250s.
0: No. I I had Justin Cooper, but obviously when I saw that crash, I pulled that because I figured he wasn't – one, he wasn't racing, but two, I figured if he did race, there's no way he's going to be feeling it to get out front like that. So, yeah, I pulled him, but I left Jet Lawrence on. So I got uh, I got a 15 points there for that first lap leader for that one. So that was handy. Now, 250 class, I'll go first. I I went into this – and I, I came out pretty well, Or actually. I went with Hunter Lawrence as my all-star and got 45 points. I got Preston Kilroy, who got me 100 points. That's that's sensational. I picked him at the right time. I had Corey Carston, who got me 50 points, which he had an okay. One moto, pretty good. One moto, eh, not so good. And I had Chance Hymas, who obviously had that great second moto there. So he got me 70 points, which I had a pretty reasonable 250 team. How'd you go, Benny, for your 250, mate?
1: Uh, so same as you, I had Hunter for 45 points. I had Dylan Schwartz for 82 points, uh, Maxwell Sanford for a hundred points and I got sucked into, uh, the Jorgensen, uh, number and the poor bugger blew up the motor and got zero points. I'm not um, sure that was going to go yeah. well for
0: anybody anyway, but uh, he might have done all right. But it, there seemed to be a lot of people that got onto that, uh, that pick and are regretting that choice now.
1: Well, I did. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I know uh, Dan Truman, who, you know, if you listen to Pulp, <laughs> we all know, uh, takes this very seriously. And he was trying to, you know, get him a, a motor in the pits from what we could see on the uh, Twitter feed. But, yeah, nothing came to for the second motor, so uh, zero <laughs> I didn't points. Know that, but, but That's, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Anything to get a few more points for Dan Truman. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I will I will point out that uh, during 250 qualifying, Aaron Tanty's name popped up.
0: Oh, that was a and, shocker. That was an absolute balls oh, up from AMA. Never change AMA. Uh, uh,
1: for a second, I was looking for him so I could pick him. Uh, and, yes, he was not there. And, uh, yes, the person that ran the same number as him was on the list. And I almost just went with it anyway, but I thought, no, I'll uh, I'll go with this. And, yeah, got zero. So that's my team.
0: Yeah, that was – that old Aaron Tanti bit. And even – like that's not the only time that thing has happened where the rider previous to that current rider with a number – his name has showed up. That's just ridiculous. I don't know how they stuff that stuff up so badly all the time. It's just, it's just unfathomable. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. 450 team, this is where I hit a bit of a hole. And I don't know why, but I picked Aaron – well, I know why. It was muddy. I picked Aaron Plessinger as my all-star, but why, what I don't know why is why he did so bad. He is a mud rider. He should have been doing that. That should have been his jam but he only got 35 points, which was absolutely terrible. There must be something astray with Plessinger to be doing that in a mud race, but maybe we'll find out when we get to red bud, when I can maybe go and see what's up with Aaron Plessinger, but that was bad from him. I had Luca Marcellesi at 31. I had Jeremy Smith get 32 and I had Cody Groves get me 32. I kind of got suckered into the 18s handicaps there for a couple of those guys, Benny, and it, really did not pay off
1: yeah well i uh the same as you i picked ap and i'm not really sure what's going on there um 35 points from him is an ideal so yeah like you i'm yeah i'm not sure um romaine pap got me 100 points a few weeks ago i went with him he got me 70 points this time Uh, Grant Harlan got me 48 points, and good old Jerry, the Jerry train. Uh, Nine points from Jerry this week. Uh, Not his fault, though. I think he had a problem with the bike in the first one and did race the second one, but, yeah, nine points is not ideal.
0: No, Jerry didn't have a – I don't think that was Jerry's fault, unfortunately. Just, you know, mud, uh, privateer bike, yeah, it just – didn't like it, unfortunately. So yeah, wasn't wasn't the best outcome for Jerry, but it just adds to the Jerry history that goes along with him in fantasy. Unfortunately for Jerry, and
1: for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so Jerry, just yeah, Jerry being Jerry, unfortunately. But uh, let's on a positive note, um, the winner of our random prize for the fantasy league last week at High Point. Um, he's won before. He managed to do it again. It's a random position prize, so no, no, no. Uh, no options here. He won it. He got fourth. It was A-Rays muffler. Um, so we are sending out um, some Ringmaster gloves to him uh, very, very shortly, which is awesome. And this week, uh, we're going to have prize, uh, another random prize. Now, I picked a number. I picked a number this week because I think it's only fitting. With Red Bud this coming round being its 50th anniversary for Red Bud, we're going to go with 50th in the league. Makes sense to me. I don't know about you, Benny.
1: Yeah that's what I would have picked uh, I had that number in mind because usually you will ask me for a number so uh, yeah, I had that I had that number in mind anyway. Yeah,
0: I put you on the spot all the time and you come through so it usually works out but yeah we're going with 50th in the league for the random prize position for Redbud which will be awesome now we, hadn't, we had not we Rip Clear Australia the uh, lens protection kits, we had one of them up for a prize a couple of rounds ago the prize has not been claimed so I am repurposing it for this 50th position so it'll be a Rip Clear pack when and if whoever wins it claims it and has done the right things by emailing fantasy at alwaysmoto.com to be eligible for the prizes. So I think that's all for the Fantasy League talk. We're just going to uh, thank the Fantasy League sponsors, of course, which are Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor MX Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, Helltech Australia, Bolt Everywhere, RipClear Australia, Ryko Australia, Bendix Australia, and Zach Zanesco motorcycle repairs. So, thanks to all those fantasy league sponsors. Anything else, Benny? Before we take a quick break here on the Always Moto podcast.
1: Well, I just want to say, uh, and you know, if you if you're following Moto and you're listening to all the podcasts, everyone wants to do a podcast now. I
0: yeah, there's it's nuts.
1: <laughs> there's more riders doing podcasts. You got AC Christian. Um, you know, starting to come in. I'm sure there'll probably be more now. Uh, there's just so much content to listen to, but, you know, make sure you listen to us first. Um, of but, but yeah, it's, it's really good. The podcast world is alive.
0: It is. And obviously the moto world just seems to absorb that sort of content really well. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was actually got through some AC pods today. Um, I hadn't had a chance to listen to them yet. And they're interesting. Um, he definitely, speaks openly which is awesome but just uh like like we said in our group chat we're talking about this in the group chat this week and whether he consistently does them same with christian craig do they keep doing them when things aren't going well obviously christian made a you know a statement with the fact that his injury isn't recovered um but whether you know ac with his vlogs he seemed to disappear when he had injuries so hopefully he doesn't have any more injuries but yeah we have to see if he stays consistent with these sorts of things or not but Yeah, there's definitely plenty of content out there. Um, Speaking of that, I was on MX Vice this week. Uh, If everybody hasn't seen that uh, podcast come through or you don't follow that feed, MX Vice had me on for the second time and we went through all the injuries in the sport. Um, And MX Vice is putting out a hell of a lot of um, podcast content at the moment. So, yeah, check those guys out if you need a few more things to listen to as well. But Yeah, all right. Yeah, Um, no,
1: it's good. It, it's good that you're, uh, yeah, we're getting to do crossover and whatnot. So, yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I will listen to it, but yeah, to um, to be getting asked to go on other podcasts, it's uh, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's definitely nice to have that uh, connection, and yeah, hopefully, we'll we'll have some crossbacks as well soon. So we'll uh, we'll see how this all plays out. But yeah, it's it's awesome to be a part of all this. And like Benny said, we, you need to make sure you listen to Always Motor Podcast first. <laughs> All right, let's take a break on the Always Moto podcast. We'll be back after this with the emergency department. I'm Kyle Greason, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Welcome into the emergency department. We are here. I am the physiotherapist. I'm not a doctor. We're ready to go through the injuries that were this week at High Point. We don't have, obviously, all the updates heading into Redbud yet. We're a week out from that. This weekend's a weekend off. So we're just doing a quick update from what we know from High Point and what we know about some recoveries that have come out this week or some not going well recoveries that have come out this week. Uh, So let's jump straight into this emergency department. The emergency department, all the injuries, all the gory details and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. I say this every week. You don't want to be on this list ever, ever. But we're always getting people adding themselves to this list. It's just part of moto. As we say, injuries are a part of moto with that hashtag sign. All right, let's get straight into it. It's going to be a short one. We're just running through, like we said, the injuries uh, from the rounded high point. And now, quickly, before we do that too... If you're watching on YouTube, just a reminder, this is a segment that is taken from a full podcast episode, so you should be checking out the podcast, and if you're listening on the podcast, we do a funny, cool little video with all of this content over on the YouTube channel, so you should be checking out Vice Versa, so remember that. Like and subscribe if you're on the YouTube channel, follow and give us a rating on the podcast app if you haven't done so already. All right, Justin Cooper, star racing Yamaha rider, had to crash in qualifying at High Point Went down hard. Managed to get himself in an awkward position: head, chest, and throat and chest into the handlebars as he fell off. Uh, and unfortunately, that's been an injury that has ruled him out of those two motos. There, he had to get ambulance or you know evac- like emergency lift out of the out of the venue, taken to the hospital to be for further monitoring. He had issues with his throat closing over, as in the swelling creating it hard a real issue with it being hard to breathe there um now with as as you will all know if you feel your throat there's not much to it right there's nothing protecting it there there's no big muscles like you say your pec or your butt you know that's overlaying that area everything is the structure is superficial all this bit here that you, I'm feeling in the front of your throat, your Adam's apple, or that, all that's all cartilage. Um, you've got your windpipe underneath that, that is held structurally around by the wind, by the cartilage there. You've got your vocal cords just in behind that as well. And then we obviously head into the neck. Now I wouldn't be surprised that Justin Cooper had a bit of whiplash with that injury, but also the main part was that he's whacked this front area of his throat. Um, and potentially you know cause all that to swell ideally he hasn't broken anything from a cartilage point of view because if he does that's a bit of another complication altogether it can then also that cartilage can then be what pushes into the vocal cords now that then creates your husky voice you know that whole deep you know i've got the sore throat sort of thing going on you know ideally that's that's, I don't want to have that happen. If I talk too much longer like that, it's going to stay that way. But that's what will potentially happen, right? Now, you'll see in some contact sports, Moto, Kyle Chisholm is an example. If you ever listen to Kyle Chisholm, he's got that really deep, husky voice. He's actually got a piece of... Um, cartilage that's pressing on his vocal cords and makes it hard for his vocal cords to operate in their normal manner hence the deep voice so i wouldn't be surprised to hear justin talking with a bit of a deeper voice in the next week or so especially if there's just still swelling sitting in those vocal cords which will probably be the case for two weeks or so um, but ideally that all goes away and he hasn't done any more any more damage to that cartilage in that area but we won't know until we see him the team indicated as part of their update after high point that they expected him back at red but that's we're a week out from red bud uh you don't know if that's going to be the case yet we'll have to wait and see stick around on the always moto updates on our socials to see when we're at red bud if his bike one his bike will probably be the bit if justin cooper is there himself or not all right let's move on marshall welton that hep suzuki rider has been out for a couple of weeks now sorry he's been out for a week but he had the injury over at thunder valley tweaked his knee uh, its update is that it's his left knee that's out. Uh, we don't know how he's going with that. There's been no further updates from his team or from him on both their team PRs or their, um, on their Insta social medias. I just wanted to point out that there is the risk that this is the injury that he had back in October before Supercross or at, right at the end of last year's motocross series where he did tore an ACL. Hopefully, it's not the same knee because if he has injured that same knee again, potentially redone that ACL, that makes this whole process a lot more complicated. Hopefully, it is just a minor like MCL sprain, which is the medial collateral ligament, the inside ligament. Uh, of your knee um not the one in the middle of your knee um and hopefully that's just a minor sprain that he's got there not a major tear and he can be back soon but we'll have to keep an eye on that it might be that left knee again could be a problem could not be we'll have to see again we'll check out at redbud we'll see if we can provide an update on that as we go Tristan Lane is out with an injury. Now, we don't know the details of that, but it can't be too bad at the moment because he's managed to go and use this time off wisely, in my opinion, to go and have some LASIK done. He's been spotted with the RoboCop glasses that you'll see if you're watching on the YouTube video, uh, and he's just, yeah, he's trying to improve his eyesight so he doesn't have to use contacts anymore. Now, as a contact user, I, I'm not actually a candidate for LASIK myself, unfortunately, Um but yeah, he's obviously was, and he's decided that when riding a motorbike, it's rather difficult to be using contacts. I know myself, they bounce around. It's always hard to get them to, to you know, stick to your eye correctly with all the dirt and stuff that flies around. So he's tried to remove that issue for him, and hopefully that works well. And by the time he gets back on the bike, he should be all good to go. But for now, he gets to rock those RoboCop glasses. Right, Tyler Stepik is out at the moment. We tried to check in with him, but he wasn't able to give us an update at that point in time. We'll check back with him as well. Uh, but he's out for the foreseeable future. Bit of a sad update coming through this week on Christian Craig's new podcast that he's popped out. Uh, Unfortunately, as we know, we've talked about it before on the show here. He had that dislocated hip and broken elbow uh, at Glendale Supercross a few months back now, about two months back. Uh, and he, unfortunately, he, his hip, his side of things seems to be all good. We spoke about a few of these things as well. Uh, if you haven't already noticed, I've been interviewed by MX Vice this week, so go and check out that podcast. It's the Between the Races podcast with David Hogan. That's me. Uh, we have talked about a lot of these things over there, but we talk about Christian Craig, his hip, it was okay. It seemed to have come in and gone out without any other damage, so it seems to be fine. But unfortunately, the elbow itself, as per Christian's update, It hasn't healed and he's had to redo that entire surgery process again which basically restarts the clock. So that six weeks of healing that he was supposedly getting through is back to zero. So that six weeks on the elbow is the minimum that he has to now go through again before that bone is actually healed. If it works well this time, which we'll have to wait and see, I'm sure he's going to have a bit more of a a few more issues with that this time around because of the extra work that will have to have gone into it um so yeah we'll have to see it'll be a minimum six weeks before he can sort of get out and start using it it'll probably be three or four after that that before he can actually be doing regular you know activities in the gym and potentially sort of another couple of weeks before he's back on the bike so i dare say that's his season done and dusted unfortunately for 2023 for christian craig but he's back with husky for next year for 2024 ideally he will be ready to go by that starting point in October, at worst November for the pre-season side of things, but we'll have to watch this space and make sure that that elbow actually heals the second time around. We talk about it all the time. Everybody runs into these surgeries to think these things are going to get them back on the bike quicker. It's not always the case. Unfortunately, the surgeries, in many cases it's needed. It has to be done because that's the only way that bone will repair, but there's always a risk that comes along with surgery. sometimes it's infection, sometimes it's just that the procedure doesn't work sometimes you react to the actual stainless surgical steel that they insert i myself had that issue once where the screws that were placed into my scaphoid just meant that nothing actually healed around that that um that screw i was somewhat resistant to the stainless steel i had to take it out and put a bone graft in there and wait i had to wait the time not everybody has a great outcome with a surgery it's just not always in the cards now we talk about the surgery risks and the and the and the infection side of things. Justin Barsh has put out another update. Justin's been doing really good updates from this uh, collarbone <coughs> excuse me, and shoulder issues that he's had since that crash in Nashville. As as we spoke about, or we, you might have seen on the social medias. I'm not sure if we spoke about this one on our last show, but he had an issue where he re-broke that collarbone Had to get it replated again. He since had a um, he said he's had some blood cultures done, which is just some blood tests, uh, and he actually had an infection in there. So that might have been why that initial plate didn't heal well. The bone might have been an infection, and then that would have then like I just said about the surgical screw, the surgical steel. not allowing the body to heal around it that might have prevented it from the infection side of things so he's all clear of that apparently now he's on the road to recovery but <clears throat> he will have about a four-week period now on top of the two that he's had since that redo surgery to actually you know allow him to recover properly he's got multiple holes that were screwed into that bone now to what front one from that first plate being inserted one from the second plate being inserted because they wouldn't have reused those same holes. So he's got to have all those things fill back in because they're all weak points in that bone. So it's a real fragile collarbone at this point in time. He's going to have to wait that full six weeks before he gets back on the bike. So that's going to put him very much later in the season, if at all. Um, We'll have to wait and see how that goes. He he should be fine. It's a collarbone. As much as collarbones seem like a simple bone, they can be a big pain in the ass when it comes to recovery. I know myself, unfortunately. All right, and then we move on. Jason Anderson, will he be ready for Red Bud? We don't know. It's a week out from Red Bud. He will have been on the bike for about two weeks by that point. If he is ready to go, I dare say he will be there. But if he's not ready to go, will he turn up to Southwick the week after? Maybe not. Might not be the best one to come back to. It's probably one of the harder ones of the season to return to. Maybe he waits it out till, till the week after at Millville. We'll see how that all goes. Similar story for the pro circuit Kawasaki crew, Seth Hamaker, Jet Reynolds, Carson Mumford, even Austin Faulkner can be thrown into this mix. Now they're all out at the moment. They're all on the recovery path. Um, Jet and Carson have obviously just been out for that one week after their crashes at Thunder Valley. Ideally, they were just on a bit of a concussion protocol watch. Nothing has been spoken about from that, but that's my insider sort of watch on these things just from watching the coverage and how they went down. I would say that's what's going on for them. Along with some other bumps and bruises, they had some pretty nasty falls. But Seth Hammack has been working his way back. He should be back at Redbub, but we don't know for sure just yet. We won't, that won't be announced until next week. And Austin Faulkner has been back on the bike for a few weeks as well. Will he be ready just yet? Maybe. Maybe he's like a Millville. Maybe he's the one that comes back just after the Loretta Rins, L- Loretta Lynn's break. We'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. But those four guys, they'll be back here very soon. TLD, Gas Gases, Pierce Brown. He's another one that's maybe on that list for Red Bud. Maybe not. We won't know till a few days beforehand. Just the same as the as the Kawasaki guys. The other one that's a possible in this window here for exactly the same reasons. Star Racing's uh, uh, Star Racing Yamaha's Styles Robertson. He's been off the bike with a leg fracture since Supercross. He's been back on the bike uh, for a little while now, about two weeks ago. He's on his Instagram page was doing 20-minute motos on a turn track. So ideally now in the last two weeks, he's probably been on a full track doing jumps and everything. Is he ready for Red Bud? We will find out here shortly. So there's a few people that we could be potentially back this week at Redbud. If not, they'll be back very, very soon. Uh, and then, like I said, that break from the Loretta Lin's group for the amateurs for the two-week period there, That first race back at Unadilla will when you'll be seeing the rest of the guys. If they haven't made it back by then, they'll all be back at that point. Um, And obviously the ones that have major injuries won't be all back. When I say all will be back, that's a bit uh, presumptuous of myself there. But that's the updates this week. It's a nice short show. Uh, Check us all out on the YouTube channel or on the podcast. We'll take a break here on the Always Moto podcast. And that's the end of the YouTube video. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Take a break here, guys, on the Always Moto podcast.
1: It's Lorenzo Locurcio, you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast Lorenzo Locurcio aquí estamos en el Always Moto Podcast escúchalo
0: Alright guys and girls, we are back, thanks for sticking around on the Always Moto Podcast episode 66, short shows a good show, we just wanted to get this one out particularly for those Fantasy League followers of the Always Moto Fantasy League, wanted to update everybody on what's happening with that league before we go away, we're going to have a Probably not as many shows here over the next few weeks. I am away. Obviously, we're heading to Redbud. We're going to watch that and get some coverage from that. But after that, I'll be out of signals range at different times. So I won't be able to be, and obviously not in front of my usual setup here at home for the podcasting. So we won't be doing the shows during that period, but I'll be back uh, probably in a few weeks' time there afterwards. So probably maybe about three to four weeks that you'll be missing out on the Always Motor Podcast. But stick around. We'll be doing stuff on the social channels. Channels, don't you worry so there'll be stuff still going along so make sure you're following all the always moto uh, social pages and you know just staying up to date with us that way so thanks for listening we'll be back here shortly so don't forget to send in those t-shirt orders to info at alwaysmoto.com. follow us on the social media pages to stay up to date make sure you subscribe to the podcast feeds if you're listening on a podcast app right now leave us a rating please make sure you hit that five star button if you can please it means a lot to me Don't forget to check out all of our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au and soon to be over on alwaysmoto.com. But that's it for another show, guys and girls. Thanks to Comp Edge Performance, Slantboard Guy, Endurance Recovery Boots, and Tech 167 3D printing for the show support. Thanks to the Fantasy League sponsors. Thanks to the Always Moto contractor. Thanks to you guys and girls for listening. And remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department. Maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.